chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 and 16. This high, high priest of ours understand our weakness, for he faced all the same temptations we do. Yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly, say boldly, to the throne of our gracious God. They will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it. Something that really impacted my spiritual life is when I finally understood that I was welcome in the presence of God. Say with me, I am welcome in the presence of God. The truth is that you can go with boldness in the presence of God. Something that really wrecked me like not too long ago about the presence of God. I was re reading the Bible, and um, if you guys can put it up, it's Psalm 121, verse 3. I guess we'll do without it. He will not let you stumble and fall. The one who watches over you will not sleep. Indeed, he who watches over you never tires and never sleeps. And I was, this is amazing. God never sleeps. So he has a lot of time. He never sleeps. And I was just trying to imagine. I was like, when I sleep, God is watching over me. His presence is always accessible to us. He's always right here, ready to engage with us. He's never tired or anything like this of you. He always wants to give you an encounter with him. He always wants you to come in his presence. And there's nothing that can disqualify you from getting into the presence of God. And I'm sure right now you're thinking, what about sin? Sin is not God pushing you away from his presence. It's you pushing yourself away from the presence. It's never God's heart to push you away from his presence. You are not disqualified from the presence of God. So don't disqualify yourself because you're always welcomed. Say it with me. God is in a good mood. He loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Amen. God delights in us and he has always desired to be with us. So we focus on his presence because we have discovered that he focused on us. 
We are the center of his attention. That's what he created us for, for his pleasure. You are loved by God. That's who you are. So that was point number one. He's always waiting for you. I want to jump into point number two. Awareness is the key. Awareness is the key to stay focused on the presence of God. When Jesus died on the cross, he released an open heaven. And you need to be aware that you live under an open heaven. <laughs> You're going to come and answer the question. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um means many different things, but before, they had access mainly to the presence through Hello? Okay, are we all good? Sorry about that. So, an open heaven is, it's open. There's nothing, that, <laughs> it's, it's that simple actually, no? It's open. <laughs> and there is nothing anymore that can separate what God wants to release in your life. The blessings are open. The love is open. Everything you need is open. Of course, that's a good point that Marcel asked the question. Sometimes you're like, yeah, but how come the blessing's not here? Of course, the enemy always tries to slow things down. It's another subject for another day. But you live under an open heaven. God calls himself Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. And we need to turn on our awareness that God is with us. He's with you. Are you aware of that? And you're like, I don't feel like he is here all the time. And a French pastor told me once, silence from God is not the absence of God. It's not because you don't hear him. Or you don't understand what he's saying, then he's not here. Part of staying focused on the presence of God is to turn our affection to him and recognizing who he is for us and what he has done. What does it look like? Just turning your attention, your affection onto Jesus. This is who you are. This is what you've done for me. And it's something that I really recommend you guys do. 
when you worship and say, God, this is who you are, this is what you've done for me, and just remind yourself of who God is. And he brings so much of the presence of God in your life. Just reminding yourself of who God is. Who feels pretty much no judgment, only the presence of God, only when you go to church and really rarely when you're at home by yourself? Anyone like this? Wow, you guys are way more spiritual than I thought you were. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. So I'm, I'm just going to share a little trick with you that I really used to do a lot. I've slowed down on it, unfortunately, but just by writing the sermon, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start doing it again. It's called a five-minute vacation. You guys like vacations? I love it. So what does it look like, a five-minute vacation? When we're a student, Mercer and I had Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in California, I put alarms on my phone during the day, like maybe once or two times a day. And when it was ringing, I usually will step away from the conversation. I mean, like, no, like, hey, bye. But just step away, and I'll be like, for five minutes, I'm just going to give up everything I do and see what God wants to do with me. So I would just sit down. Looks different every time. Play a little worship song. Worship God and see what's happening. Or I'll just close my eyes and say, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to tell me? Who am I? What do you think about me? And I really encourage you this week is to take those little five-minute vacation. I know we're all busy. We have work. Everything you do, some of you have kids, grandkids, whatever. Just do that. Your work, boom, go in the bathroom, close your eyes. God, here I am. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? And I know some of you do it here. And I hear testimonies about words that you've get, you got for people, for your boss, for your coworkers. And it's just amazing. It's life-changing. So I really encourage you to do that. Just put five minutes during your day, randomly, boom, God, what do you want to do? And it's really important that you are intentional with the presence of God. Because most of the time, people feel the presence of God at church because they're intentional of going to church, and they know they're going to have a little worship time, et cetera, et cetera. It's like a setup for the presence of God. But during the week, you need to be intentional with the presence of God. Jesus himself put time away from the crowd to spend time in the intimacy with God. And that's what brings the presence to you. Does it make sense? Moses had to go up the mountain to see the presence of God in the bush, to have an encounter with God. And I was just thinking about this 10 minutes ago. Why in the Old Testament God was always showing up 
and at the top of a mountain most of the time. Because, and I was processing this in my head. And I was, because it's difficult. You have to be intentional of going up the mountain. Your flesh does not want to set time on the side for God. Really rarely, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor here, and really rarely I feel like reading my Bible. I need to be aware of who God is and spend time with it, with Him, sorry. I need to be intentional. So three questions would you like, I would like you to ask God during a week. What do you think about me? What do you want to tell me right now? What are you doing? What do you want me to do? Most of the time we don't hear from God because we don't take time to listen. John chapter 10 verse 27. My sheep, 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 sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I love that. The third point is going to end soon. Just take a little prayer time. Point number three it's life changing. Go to Second Samuel, chapter six, verse eleven and twelve. Second Samuel, chapter six, verse eleven and twelve. The ark of the Lord remained there with the family of Obededom for three months. And the Lord blessed him and his entire household. The king David was told, The Lord has blessed Obedidam's home and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went there and brought the ark to the city of David with a great celebration. In the Old Testament, the ark was like, kind of the design location for the presence of God. We don't know where, what was his name? Oh, how do you say it in English? Someone help me. <laughs> so let's call him Obey. <laughs> no. So this guy, Oben, we never heard of him before in the Bible. And suddenly, the ark of the presence arrived at his house and his life is changed forever. Not only the guy is blessed, but his whole family and everything that belongs to him. The presence of God is life changing for you, but I believe it that it brings some benefits to you, but also your family. David 
when he found out that the guy was getting blessed because of the presence of God, he was like, oh, yeah, I need to take this back. And I believe that's what's going to happen with you guys. The presence of God is going to bless you so much that people around you are just going to be like, man, I want this. I want it too. And thankfully, it's not an ark. It's for every one of us. Nothing disqualifies you from the presence of God. He loves you and He wants you to be in His presence. So point number one, you're welcome here. Point number two, awareness is the key. Point number three, it's life-changing. I'm going to pray and I'll invite you to close your eyes. I brought some extra scriptures. I just want you to close your eyes and soak it in. I'm just going to read. Did anyone have pain in their body because of a car accident? those who need to go home you guys are free to go but I want to do a little fire tunnel if you have time to stay and just stay around here if I please have a couple people help me with that that'll be great thank you Jesus you everyone for coming today god bless you you're all free to go and if you want to go through the fire tunnel and receive some prayer you're more than welcome to we love you guys and we'll see you next week Worthy of every song we could ever i just feel like someone out there feels i just had the image Worthy of a, a huge face that was just be. cracked and shattered and considered to be Worthy worthless and the Lord was just taking like this tube of like super glue. And as he was going through and applying it over all of the cracks and the crevices, it wasn't that he was just gluing you together. It was being put back together again as though it was totally never broken apart in the first place. So if that is your heart, that you feel so shattered and so broken, know that the Holy Spirit is going through right now and just oozing his love to go through and to restore you, not just repair you, but to restore you.